0: You are tuning in to Mind Over Your Biz Podcast. This episode will focus on building a stress-free leadership style and what you can do to reduce your stress and the stress of your team. Hello everyone and welcome to Mind Over Your Biz Podcast, where we go beyond the numbers and focus on people. Whether you are a solopreneur, small business owner, or someone who is looking to achieve your personal and professional goals, this podcast is for you. Each episode will provide you with strategies to help maximize your potential and shift your mindset. I'm Dr. Maria, business coach, neuroscientist, and your host of Mind Over Your Biz podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to MOYB. And I want to thank all our listeners for joining me on this episode of how we can better manage stress in our life and in our business. I am Dr. Maria, and I'm so excited that you made the time out of your busy schedule to join me today. So I wanted this episode to be all about stress because while the holidays is a time of celebration, it can really be very stressful for everyone, especially business owners, leaders, and employees. So stress is one of those things that we often feel we cannot avoid or we can't get rid of and that it's just part of our life and that we have to learn to live with stress. And for some of us, we see stress as that two headed monster that permeates our life and prevents us from being successful. And indeed, stress can prevent us from being successful. I mean, stress can lead to burnout It can lead to mental health issues. It can lead to medical diseases and diseases and illnesses. But in reality, we can reduce stress to a level that is inconsequential. And this is what this episode is all about helping us reduce stress to manageable levels and keep in mind we don't want to eliminate all stress because there is such a thing as positive stress or what we call eustress for example eustress is that type of stress that is good for us both physically and psychological and this type of stress can actually inspire us and motivate us to do better and we all have experienced that type of stress, or again, you stress. When I've worked with leaders and business owners throughout my 20 years of experience uh, with coaching and consulting, I have seen the stress and anxiety and burnout that happens to executives and small business owners, as well as managers, and how that stress trickles down and affects the relationships, not only at work, but also outside of work. And in fact, there was a recent study that I was reading a few days ago, which reported that about 83% of US workers suffer from some kind of work-related stress. And 76% endorse that workplace stress affects their personal relationships. So you can just imagine the cost that stress has in that workplace or in workplace. A high stress levels will decrease productivity, increase absenteeism, for example, it can create a toxic work culture that will have a negative effect or impact in performance, which then will erode profits. So it is imperative that we as leaders of our organization are able to manage and alleviate our own stress in order to create a better work culture and a better work environment for our team so they can perform at higher levels. When our team performs at higher levels, so then there's going to be less absenteeism. There's going to be more productivity and that will translate to higher profits. How do you know that the stress that you are feeling is too much or that it is at danger levels? Well, when you are the signs such as headaches, lack of sleep, problems, concentrating, fatigue, muscle aches, digestive problems such as heartburn. These are all symptoms that may be related to high stress. They may be due to other issues, but if you are in a situation where there is stress involved and you're having these symptoms, it is likely due to the stress that you are experiencing so i do want to differentiate stress from burnout because they are different and not only are they different with regards to the symptoms but also they're different in the strategies that are needed to tackle them for burnout some of the symptoms that you may experience are similar to that of stress but you're going to have more frequent headaches and more problems with your sleep or insomnia, your digestive problems may be more severe, you may experience a poor immune function, or you may be getting sick more often, or have an exacerbation of an existing illness, such as allergies depression or symptoms related to depression may appear, like uh, loss of appetite or an increase uh, of appetite. You may be feeling more depressed or have a depressed mood. You may have feelings of worthlessness. You may experience loss of interest or pleasure, especially in activities that you previously enjoyed doing. You may even have some suicidal ideation or or negative self-talk. You want to be able to tackle stress before you experience burnout in part because burnout can actually be very detrimental to your health and also be more challenging to manage. So for this episode, I want it to primarily focus on stress because if you are able to reduce stress to in consequential levels, then you're going to be able to prevent burnout. So I want to talk briefly about chronic stress because chronic stress or what we call long-term stress can result in burnout. And usually when we're experiencing long-term stress is because we're in a situation that we cannot change right away. And an example of something that can cause long-term stress is caregiving or caregiving for a loved one at home. So as for that individual who is going from a stressful work environment to a stressful home environment, in this case the strategy that can be most successful is managing that situation. So for someone who is a caregiver at home and is coming to the home and caregiving for someone who may be ill, one way to manage or decrease that stress and manage that situation is to find respite. And respite can help you disconnect from the caregiving role, and it can provide you with a great help, and one that allows you to replenish your mind, your body, and soul, which is very needed when you are experiencing long-term stress. As leaders and managers of our organization, it's important that we recognize any employee that may be experiencing long-term stress or chronic stress and be able to communicate and talk about what is it that is causing the stress and how you may be able to alleviate the stress that they may be experiencing, especially if you have an employee who is also uh, doing some caregiving at home and uh, experiencing, again, that long-term stress that I talked about when you are caregiving for somebody who may be very ill in the household. So what are the strategies that you can use to decrease your stress level? Well, it all depends. It depends on what is causing you the stress in your life and in your business. What are the sources of your stress? Is it an internal source or is it an external source, for example? if it is an external source, are you able to eliminate that source of stress? If it is an internal one, what is the trigger? What are the triggers that are causing you that stress? Is it your thoughts? Is it your behavior or your emotions? Or is it a combination of all three? What I have found in my experience is that usually it is a combination of both an external event or an external source, as well as an internal one. So we may feel pressure to meet a deadline or increase profits, for example. And as small business owners, we may even place pressure on ourselves to do something that in reality, we don't need to be doing, or that we can be delegating to others. We may even be Challenge with managing our time or saying no to people uh, because we feel that if we say no, we may be losing uh, an opportunity, for example, to make money or to make the connections that we need in order to be able to grow our business. Bottom line is really understanding who you are, what you're doing and how you are responding to situations around you in order to be able to alleviate the stress that you may be feeling. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some strategies that you can use, general strategies that you can use that can help you become more self-aware, as well as tackling stressful situations or how you're handling certain situations that can result in stress, both in the workplace as well as in your life or at home. I also want to briefly include what leadership style is best to be able to reduce the stress that you as a leader, executive manager, business owner may be experiencing because there are different leadership styles, absolutely. But there are some leadership styles that will promote stressful situations, whereas there is other leadership styles that can help alleviate your own stress as well as the stress of your team or your employees. So as I mentioned before, the first step is to recognize you are experiencing stress. Be aware of those symptoms and the source of your stress, as well as how you're responding to the anxiety that you're experiencing, as well as responding to that source. In other words improving or increasing your emotional self awareness is essential for you to be able to start managing that stress level that you're experiencing. Keep in mind, you cannot make any changes if you do not know what it is that you need to change. And being specific about it is also very important. Managing stress takes time, it takes effort. And self-reflection is a must and believing that you have that emotional control or that you're able to utilize strategies to cope is essential to being able to cope. Also, there are times when we can feel that we have no control over a situation when in reality we actually do. So we need to focus on problem solving the source of that stress. We will feel more in control when we do so, or we are going to feel like we're at the driver's seat, which can help alleviate the stress and implement the coping strategies that you need to use to again, alleviate that stress. So as human beings, we don't live in a bubble and we need to interact with others. And that interaction can be stressful, or it can be a source of tension. So being able to listen to others with empathy can actually help reduce that tension that can decrease the stress to manageable levels. For example, when our mindset is to deescalate, this will automatically reduce tension because we're going to approach that situation with problem solving. And When I talk about empathy, I'm not talking about inhibiting your emotions or having others inhibit their emotions, but rather being able to express them appropriately. In working with emotional intelligence for many years, one area that I have found that increases stress for people is that they tend to react to situations that can make them feel uncomfortable. And that we may not agree with. So instead of responding, they react to those situations. And when we react to a situation, we cannot listen to others perspective or engage in epith- empathy, empathy. So as social beings, we need to be able to connect with others that can be helpful, especially individuals who are like-minded, who share the same interest, individuals who can lift us up, for example. Support, 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 and more support is important, so seek it. Needing support and understanding that you need support is not a weakness, but a strength. So being able to utilize those resources that you have available to you or asking for help when you need it, in part, it shows that you know who you are, that you are doing some self-reflection and that in itself takes fortitude. It takes internal strength. So don't shy away from that. So do not shy away from conflict because recognizing that conflict exists, then we can start talking about it. And we need to talk about disagreements and the conflicts we have because conflicts tend to be a source of stress for people. People may not agree with others or people may not agree with you. And that's okay. We can learn from those disagreements and we actually grow from Disagreements. And when we're able to talk about those disagreements and the conflict, we are externalizing our emotions and releasing stress. Mind you, when I talk about communicating and talking about the, the conflict, I'm talking about effective communication and being able to utilize empathy when you're communicating with others and being able to listen, to practice listening and reflecting what other people say. Only then can we start managing conflict that exists, that conflict that not only exists, but that conflict that is giving us or is a source of our stress. Other strategies that you can use as a leader uh, is to prioritize yourself. And as I previously mentioned, learn to say no, and to delegate tasks to other, we do not need to do everything. In delegating the task, trust that people will do that task and let go of control. Make sure that you keep some kind of work-life balance as well. And what I mean uh, by this is remind yourself to do things that you enjoy in life, whether it is reading a book or watching a movie, going out to eat, etc. Finally, that saying that we are what we eat. There's some truth behind that. Limit your caffeine uh, intake if you're drinking caffeine. Eat healthier and exercise. Exercise is a natural stress reducer because it releases endorphins, which is that, that hormone that helps us feel pleasure and it improves our feeling of well-being. So make sure that you engage in self care when you can. And if you feel you can't make the time for self care, because we need to replenish our mind, we need to replenish our body and we need to replenish our soul. So now moving on from those individual strategies to leadership style And that leadership style that can promote more stress relief and help be more productive. So we know there are several leadership styles and what leadership style we utilize can have an impact not only in our mindset, but also in our mental health and wellness as well as the mindset and behavior of our employees and our team. So an example of a leadership style is transformational leadership. And that kind of leadership allows employees to take ownership of their work. And when we take ownership, we are more likely to see challenges as opportunity for growth and improvement. We will also take more responsibility and ownership of our behavior, and we're going to approach the task or that job with pride. Transformational leadership focuses on communication, the company's mission, as well as the company's vision, and it focuses on getting buy-in from employees as to the direction of the organization, which will again allow employees and your team to feel that they have a stake in the company. This will also empower your employee. And when we feel empowered, we're going to feel in control and we're going to feel like we're going to be able to manage the stress that is involved either with a task or with a job. On the other hand, an autocratic or authoritarian leader, they approach management from a non-collaborative perspective. They tend not to seek feedback from employees or the team, and they prefer to hold the power and be in charge. As you can imagine, that can be very stressful, not only for the employee, but also for the leader as well, because they hold that power. They discourage creativity and that ability to think outside the box. And if we don't think outside the box, that's going to decrease our ability to be more innovative. So, employees with this type of leadership style, they're going to feel that they cannot be trusted uh, to make a decision or to perform the task this type of leadership style can actually cause more stress on the team and, uh, with employees. Now, it's important for me to say that this type of leadership style can be useful as well. And it can be useful in cases where there's a great deal of pressure involved, such as when there is military conflict, for example, because there needs to be that hierarchy and that command, uh, that hierarchy of command recapping we have talked about stress what are the symptoms of stress and burnout what are the strategies you can utilize as an individual or at the individual level and what leadership style is most effective with regards to decreasing stress so there are more strategies that can be implemented And if you are feeling that you're unable to handle stress, or if you're experiencing burnout, it is important that you talk to your physician or that you hire a coach that can help you become more aware and help you implement those strategies that you need to reduce stress. Do not, do not ignore stress or burnout. It is not just going to go away. And remember, you have the power to make the changes you need and you want in your life as a leader and in your organization. Thank you all for listening. I know how busy we can get and having you here tuning in means the world to me and I greatly appreciate it. I invite you to visit my website at www.MDConsultingCompany.com and follow me on social media at MDConsultingCompany.com. And of course, subscribe to this podcast. With that said, I am Dr. Maria, your host of Mind Over Your Biz podcast, and thank you for tuning in.